Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here again, and today I want to talk to you about this blog post that I created, um, and it's on five reasons why Armour Thyroid isn't helping you with weight loss. Okay, and this is a, a hot topic I hear from a lot of patients, um, and so I'm going to dive into that in a lot of detail here. Before I do, I just want to introduce myself uh, to you guys if you don't know me. Um, this guy over here, Dr. Childs. Um, and this is this is my website and this is the blog post we're going to be talking about today. Um, I'm really grateful that this post has over 600 shares at the time of uh, this filming. Um, and so I, I hope that you'll find a lot of value in it as well. Um, and if you do, please feel free to share it or um, post it to your timeline or whatever uh, you'd like to do there. So um, let's, let's dive in though and get to the meat and potatoes here. Um, and I'm going to answer this question um, to begin with, but does Armour Thyroid actually help with weight loss? The answer is yes, it definitely can help with weight loss. Um, and unfortunately for the majority, majority of you, it won't. And so I'm going to explain what's preventing it from helping you with weight loss, okay? Um, but before I do that, I, I want to answer this question. Does, does it actually help? And, and show you that it does. Okay, so what I've done here is I've shown two studies. The first one talks about conversion from levothyroxine, which is a T4 only medication, to Armour Thyroid. And it shows that in this study, patients did experience an increase in patient satisfaction. And normally in these studies, patient satisfaction is defined as um, an increase in well-being, um, a decrease in depression, and sometimes weight loss. And, you know, so, so it definitely helps um, in this study. And then to answer the question, does it actually help with weight loss? Here's another study that shows you that it does. So um, I'm going to go, you know, this is a study you can look up on PubMed if you'd like, but um, essentially the title is Desiccated Thyroid Extract Compared with Levothyroxine in the Treatment of Hypothyroidism, a Randomized Double-Blind Crossover Study. So this is a fancy way for saying they took patients um, who were on T4, switched them to to uh, NDT and vice versa, and then they compared the results, and then they, you know, they asked the patients how did they feel, they checked their weight, and they, they quantified all of this data. Um, the conclusion of the data, and you can go through and read this if you'd like more information, um, but it, it's saying that, well, this specific data said that it did not result in an improvement in quality of life. However, the DTE, which is the desiccated, that's what this stands for, desiccated thyroid extract, caused modest weight loss um, in nearly half of the patients who were studied, so about 48.6%, and those patients expressed preference for the desiccated thyroid extract over levothyroxine. Um, and, and I find this kind of interesting because that, that comment that it did not result in, in a significant quality of life improvement, um, I think was made primarily by the authors because if I gave you, if I switched you on medication and you lost 10 pounds, I think you'd probably be pretty happy. So take that with a grain of salt and just know that yes, it does actually cause uh, or it can, I should say, it can help with weight loss um, in certain individuals for sure. And in this study, up to 50% of those that were tested, which is, I would say, pretty significant. Um, so really the, the question is, why did those patients lose weight and why aren't you? If you're reading this article, the chances are you've been um, switched to, to uh, Armour Thyroid from probably T4 medication and did not experience that weight loss you were hoping for. Um, and, and I would say that that's actually quite common. So you're not alone in that scenario. And I think a lot of the times patients really um, are in this mindset where they believe that if they could just switch medication from T4 to NDT, all of their problems will be resolved. 
And I'm going to explain that a little bit, how that's actually not true. Um, the, a, lot of, a lot of the time, patients have a tendency to blame all of their symptoms on hypothyroidism or low thyroid function. Um, and, and the truth is, hypothyroidism sets the body up for multiple hormone imbalances that have to be addressed if you want to feel better. So the, treating the, tri the thyroid is just one small part of that puzzle, okay? So I just described here that you can have multiple other hormone imbalances causing weight loss resistance. You could switch medications but maintain a poor diet. You could switch medications but have too much stress. If you have any or all of these, which I'm sure you, you know, several of you have multiple of these, um, it's going to limit your progress here, okay? But let me talk specifically about probably the five main reasons um, that patients don't lose weight when they switch from levothyroxine to armor thyroid. Um, and I, I uh, do want to take a second here. I just got reminded because I saw it up here. But if you, if you like what you're reading here, um, please click this plus one up here. Um, it, uh, this is to my Google Plus profile, um, if you don't mind, and you, you've enjoyed this content. And I'll try to give you as much uh, great information as I possibly can, okay? So let me come back. Um, so number one of the top five reasons why you're not losing weight on armor thyroid, um, number one is you aren't being dosed correctly, okay? And this, this happens a lot. I'm going to explain this in detail. But um, what happens is many, many doctors, since they're not familiar using natural desiccated thyroid like armor thyroid, but this also includes nature thyroid and WP thyroid um, and any of the other NDT sort of brands that are out there, Doctors, when they switch from T4 um, to NDT, they use this conversion chart. So if you were to just Google thyroid conversion chart, this would show you, or, or this would pop up first, and it would show you what the recommended dosages are and how they compare to one another. So in this example, I'm showing you here that one grain of NDT is equal to about, according to them, and I'm going to show you how I think that's false, about you know 50% what you, what is of what is you actually may need. But they're saying one grain of armor thyroid is equal to 100 micrograms um, of T4, Synthroid, Levothyroxine, what, Levoxyl, whatever, whatever it is that you're on, okay? And so if you're on, like let's say you're on 100 micrograms and you're like, doctor, I really want to switch, and they'll say, oh, okay, let's, let, we'll switch you. And uh, they move you to, you know, one grain, which is 60 milligrams of armor thyroid, and you, a lot of the times you may feel like crap. You may actually gain weight, your symptoms may return, your TSH may go up, your free thyroid hormones may go, do, go down in your blood work, and you're like, well, what the heck is going on? And, and I'm, I'll explain why. Part of that explanation includes what you have to realize what natural desiccated thyroid contains, okay? And what it contains is 38 micrograms of T4 and 9 micrograms of T3. Okay, so let's, let's put this into perspective. You're going from 100 micrograms of T4 to 38 micrograms of T, T4. Okay, so that's a six, you know, you're dropping 62 micrograms and you're only adding in 9 micrograms of T3. And they often make the assumption, most, most conventional doctors make the assumption that T4 is something like four or five times, as, or T3, I'm sorry, is four or five times stronger than than T4 when they make these conversions, and that's how this chart was created. Um, but what I'm going to show you here is a, is a better conversion chart that I've created so that you guys can use this. Um, and I think this more accurate, re accurately reflects converting from, from T4 medications to natural desiccated thyroid medications to T3 only medications. Okay, so remember in the, in the previous example I gave you, they stated that 100 micrograms of levothyroxine was equal to one grain of NDT. And I'm telling you here, in my experience, based off treating hundreds and hundreds of patients, I think it's actually closer to two grains, okay? So when, when you go from 100 to um, one grain, you're being underdosed significantly. 
And I think to, to get a more accurate uh, dose equivalent, you need to go up to the two grain mark. Now, I don't recommend you jump straight up to two grains because that, that's a recipe for, for getting uh, symptoms of, of too much T3. However, I do think you should build up to this dose. So use this chart. I, I have another video that goes over it in detail, um, how I came to these conclusions and, and uh, how, it, how it breaks down in terms of how much T4 is in two grains, how much T3 is in um, um, two grains, etc. Um, but what it has to do with is that many, many doctors get a little bit concerned with using T3 because it is about three to four times more potent at suppressing the TSH than T4 is, and so therefore they make the assumption that it's it's that you know that much more uh, strong than than T4. Although that isn't that isn't always the case. I do agree though that it's about twice as strong as T4. So if you look at this conversion, the one that I give you here, 50 micrograms of T4, I think is about equal to 20 25 micrograms of T3. Okay. Um, and again, I just want a word of caution here when you're switching from T4 to NDT. Start out slowly with your titration and, and increase slowly every 10 to 14 days or so. You can read more about that and why I recommend it um, in, this, in this blog post here, but that's a def definitely an important point. Okay, so number one, you may not be, you may not, just go over this real quick again, you, you're probably not being dosed correctly, so make sure you're not being underdosed when you switch from T4 um, to NDT. Make sure that dose is accurate for you because the tendency is going to be to underdose you by about 50%. Okay, so you, you're going to have to know this information to bring it to your doctor if he's switching you. All right, number two, you may just need more T3 added to your, to your armor thyroid. So it may just be that armor thyroid is a step in the right direction for you, but only gets you maybe halfway there, okay? So I found in my practice that the utilizing NDT plus T3 to be particularly powerful um, for many patients. And the reason for that is many patients are suffering from uh, these two conditions that, that you know, I'm not going to talk about in detail because I have posts on them, um, but tissue-level hypothyroidism and euthyroid 6 syndrome, okay? So tissue-level hypothyroidism means that you may have normal amounts of, of thyroid hormone floating around in the bloodstream, but it's not getting into the cell, and if it's not getting into the cell, it's not turning on the transcription or genetic transcription factors that you need to have the effects of thyroid hormone, okay? So in this situation, blood levels are abnormally well, they just look normal even though they're not because it's not getting where they need to be, okay? And then the euthyroid 6 syndrome is a syndrome that every doctor knows about. It's also referred to as low T3 syndrome. And essentially what, this, what happens in this syndrome is the body, usually in states of chronic um, infection, chronic illness, acute trauma, it kind of shuts down the thyroid function because it's not as necessary, right? Your body needs that information and, and uh, that energy to to heal itself or fight off the infection or whatever it is that it needs. Okay, and, and many doctors are familiar with this in the ICU, but they kind of forget about it um, in patients that are chronically ill. Okay, so the same thing can happen. And I'm talking about patients with you know, fibromyalgia, um, chronic pain syndromes, um, chronic viral infections, things like that. If, you're, if you've been sick for decades and decades, you're probably suffering from this to some degree. Okay, and both of these conditions if, if you have these conditions, you generally need more T3, okay? So NDT, like I said, may be a step in the right direction, but it's not everything that you need. You may need NDT, NDT plus T3. Um, and what I want to talk about briefly here is what, who needs this? Who, who needs more T3? And so I've given you some general guidelines here on, on how to figure out if this, you fall into this category. Um, so we'll go through, go, go through those. So patients that tend to need more T3 in addition to armor or other forms of NDT include those that have high levels of reverse T3. So make sure you're checking that. 
those that have leptin resistance, and I'm going to be specifically talk about that um, in the next one below. You might have diabetes, prediabetes, or insulin resistance. All of those further decrease thyroid conversion. Um, patients that tend to have very, very low body temperatures. It's not normal. It's not normal, guys, to have a low body temperature. Um, patients who have a strong family history or strong personal history of bipolar disorder or somebody that has a history of like multiple suicides in their family um, or, or, strong, or a strong history of uh, multiple psychiatric disorders, okay? And then again, I mentioned this uh, before, but somebody who has a personal history or a, a family history of fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome, okay? Th these are all in, you know, if someone, if I'm talking to someone in, in an interview and they're giving me one or two of these, the light bulb in my head's going off. This is probably somebody that needs more T3 and we need to pay a lot of attention to the free T3 to reverse T3 ratio. Okay, so again, number two, you may not have enough um, T3 added on to the current medication you're taking. Um, number three, you may be suffering from leptin resistance. And this is a big one. Um, I, I have another video dedicated to leptin resistance by itself that explains this in detail. But uh, what I'll do real quick is just tell you what leptin is and how it interferes with this process. Basically, when you gain weight, your body, your fat cells themselves secrete a hormone called leptin. All right, and leptin is supposed to tell your brain, um, hey, brain, we've got enough fat here. Um, let's, let's turn on the metabolism so we can start burning the fat, um, it, you know, and, and because we don't need to eat anymore. It, your body's supposed to, that's a signal that's supposed to tell your body, hey, stop eating. Um, but what happens in leptin resistance is the leptin levels go up, the brain doesn't get the, si the signal. So as you gain weight, your brain literally thinks you're starving. All right, so you can see how this is. A bad scenario here. So you gain more and more weight, and your brain's like, "Where's the leptin? I don't see it anymore because the cells um, have become resistant to it." And so what it does is it actually decreases your metabol decreases your metabolism and increases your appetite. All the things that you don't want to have happen. And in addition to that, the higher leptin gets, um, the more it interferes with T4 to T3 conversion. Okay, which is obviously a big deal. So you have higher levels of reverse T3. Your metabolism gets worse, and you almost always have multiple symptoms of hypothyroidism. Um, and and I, I mentioned this specifically because not a lot of doctors are generally checking for leptin. Um, you, you, you pretty much have to be proactive about this or go to somebody who, who knows what it is. First of all, has to know what it is. And second of all, has to know that there is a treatment for it. Um, and again, if, you, if you're interested in that or think you might have leptin resistance, check out my other video. It goes over how to test for it, how I treat it, um, and a number of other things. Okay. Um, oh, I'm, I guess I do talk about it in this uh, article, so excuse me for that. But um, basically, the way to test for it real quick, I'll go over that, is you check your serum leptin level. And it needs to be, I say 12 here, but I generally am using 10 to 12 um, as, as the range that you want to be under. So if you are overweight and your serum leptin is greater than 10 to 12, automatically you have leptin resistance and it needs to be addressed, okay? And the higher your leptin is, the less reliable your serum thyroid test become, okay? Um, so that was number three. Number four is, um, and I, I would change that, it, not necessarily a gluten sensitivity, but you have a sensitivity to the, to the fillers that are inside of Armour Thyroid itself. Um, so here, here's a chart. It's a little misleading just based off the way that they created it. Um, but essentially what happened is Armour Thyroid's, um, uh, the ingredients of Armour Thyroid and the fillers were changed. Um, and and you, you can see here, but basically what they did is they reduced the amount of dextrose and increased the amount of methyl cellulose. And methyl cellulose, what it is, is you can think of it kind of just like a glue. It binds the, the hormone into, the, into the, the capsule or the pill that you're taking, the tablet. And so 
the problem here is that you have to have a functioning um, GI tract. You have to have enough stomach acid. You have to have enough um, enzymes to break down the components of the, which is essentially plant cell walls, in order to get the, the precious cargo that the methylcellulose is carrying, and that's the thyroid hormone, right? So you can imagine the scenario that some patients are put in. Thyroid hormone is responsible for the production, or well, part of it, it's involved in the production of stomach acid. So if you have low thyroid to begin with, you're, you know, you're necessarily going to have low stomach acid, which means when you take the medication, you might not absorb it all, okay? So the, the degree of which, it, the, well, let me put it this way. The worse the, your, abdomen, your, your GI tract is functioning, the harder it's going to be for you to absorb the armor thyroid, which explains why many patients, um, not everyone, some people actually, they, they got better um, with the switch in it, but a lot of patients started to feel worse, and it's felt to be probably as a result of this methyl cellulose filler. So um, the solution to this is, that you may just need to switch forms of NDT, right? They, they have different amounts. So if I have somebody in, that comes to see me in the clinic and they have, um, you know, they a lot of GI issues or they're really sensitive, I'll just switch them to WP thyroid with, from Armour or from Nature Thyroid to WP thyroid because it has the least amount of fillers generally. All right, so that's number four. Remember that it's pretty, it's important. And then number five is, when we alluded to this before, your reverse T3 is just plain too high, okay? And again, I have videos and articles dedicated to reverse T3 and how important it is. But to recap, if this is like, you know, your first time hearing about this, let me just explain real quick what it is. So T4 um, is the inactive storage form of thyroid hormone in your body. And T3 is the active thyroid hormone. Um, in order to get the T3, your body must convert T4 to T3. Okay, so, you know, that, that's all well and good. But what can happen is your body can also convert T4 to reverse T3 as a way to naturally kind of produce, uh, put the brakes on the thyroid system if necessary, right? This is just, you know, let's say you have, it's your body's mechanism. If, if thyroid hormone gets too much, it's a it allows it to kind of change the amount of free thyroid hormone that's, that's there. And reverse T3 is an inactive thyroid metabolite and it does nothing. It just kind of sits on the cellular receptor and blocks the, the active T3 from getting on it. Okay, so you can see that in, in small amounts, it's okay. It's, it's just a natural regulatory process that your body has developed um, to put the brake on the thyroid system. But what can happen is in abnormal um, physiologic states, like I said before, chronic inflammation, leptin resistance, chronic infections, you know, high levels of or, you know, obesity, any inflammatory conditions, all of these things um, can make your body preferentially convert T4 to reverse T3, which is bad, instead of T4 to, to T3, which you want, okay? Um, and unfortunately, um, well, well, we'll talk about that a little bit down here, um, but how do you know if this, you know, how do you know if this is even something you need to worry about? Um, so what are the things that cause high reverse T3? So sometimes just giving a patient who has chronic inflammation or any of these things I mentioned, if you give that person T4, you're actually providing them with the substrate necessary to create reverse T3, okay? So let me say that again. If you're giving someone T4 and the body is preferentially turning it into reverse T3, you're just supplying more fuel for the fire, all right? And that's not necessarily what you want. And you can bypass that by reducing the T4 and just giving a patient T3. Um, but sometimes, sometimes even NDT has too much T4 um, for many patients. So again, what causes high levels of reverse T3? Thyroid medications containing T4, you know those as Synthroid, uh, Levothyroxine, Lavoxyl, etc. But it also, also can be NDT, like Armour Thyroid. Inflammatory states, chronic inflammation that's been ongoing can do it. Leptin resistance, like we mentioned before. 
Insulin resistance, which is a big deal. Um, up to 50% of people in the United States have insulin resistance. So this is, you know, there's a one in two chance that you have this. Uh, obesity by itself can do this. This LPS stands for lip uh, lipopolysaccharide. Um, and LPS is a, a toxin that can be secreted by abnormal, um, abnormal bacteria in the GI tract, okay? And then another huge one is medications, okay? So medications like antidepressants, diabetic medications, anti-seizure medications, blood pressure medications like um, the beta blockers, propranolol, uh, carvedilol, et cetera. Um, all, those things can also blunt your body's ability to convert T4 to T3, which is what you want. So you can see that that's kind of a big deal. Um, what to do, how to fix it, what you need to do. I generally recommend coming down on the amount of T4 that you have um, and increase the amount of T3 that, you, that, you, that, you, that your body needs. Um, you can do that by reducing the dose of NDT down to like one or two grains and increasing um, lyothyronine or cytomel or sustained release T3. Um, sometimes switching from T4 to NDT is enough by itself as well in, in some patient populations, um, but not everyone. It really just depends on kind of how sick you are um, and what your body's been going through. All right. So that's, that's it on, on, this, uh, on this, um, this video here. And again, I just wanted to point out that Armour Thyroid can definitely help patients. Um, it's not a, certainly not a miracle medication, and I don't want you to go into it expecting that, expecting that it's going to cause all of this you know, amazing weight loss for you. It certainly can, um, but it's definitely not a, a magical pill, uh, pill here. So um, if you enjoyed this, um, feel free to share it or um, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to it on podcasts, you can, you can download and listen to it for later use. Um, but again, I, I try to create as much information as I can for you guys to make it as helpful as possible. Um, so thanks. I, I look forward to uh, the next video.